Welcome to Crucible of Worlds, an actual play podcast composed entirely of a series of deep-cut memes. Last time. Years after her original vow to avenge her mother's death, Angelica plants a toxic seed in the ventilation system of the Admiral's quarters, sealing the man's fate for good. Meanwhile, Kat struggles with her role in the design of the murder weapon, and the perceived perversion of the science that she has only ever used to protect. Admiral James Alazan is dead, or will be soon. Join us in the aftermath as we explore the mysteries of the worlds below. something happens as a result of this radiation leak in the underdecks um, and as a result of the Admiral's death. I want to set the scene for the Admiral's death. There are a few days of absolutely dreadful suspense. Um, You don't hear anything about what happened to the Admiral. It feels terrible. You're waiting on pins and needles. You question maybe, did the plant even work? Why haven't I heard anything? In the end, no one was checking on the Admiral, and it took some time for him to be discovered in his quarters. In the end, he was. Uh, some a, a period of mourning is declared on Haven. The announcement is fairly abrupt. It comes over the PA system to advise people that the Admiral died suddenly of some kind of medical complication. It's not specified. Word spreads quickly through the under and the upper decks that the Admiral is dead. Long live the Admiral. Long live the Admiral. (laughs) Um, I want to discuss what happens after the Admiral dies, and then we'll get into some scenes. There is this period of mourning during which um, kind of political machinations are halted. There's a week before the funeral. No one does a lot. All of Haven seems to be in shock. It's never happened before that an admiral has died without a successor in place. Um, This political vacuum is scary and creates a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. Everyone knows that a dextravaganza should be planned (laughs) and a successor should be chosen as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, they agree to follow protocols, which takes some time. So there's going to be an interim where there is no admiral. So something about the extravaganza that, like, we kind of came up with it jokingly, and I love it as a concept. But, but... <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've made a canon that it's an annual event, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just something that happens for elections. It's yeah. more of, like, an annual talent show. And I think, like, it's more a power play. Like, yeah. Because, I don't know, Upper Deckers, like, they actually do put a lot of merit in, like, the arts, right? Like, yeah. that's how you decide how, like, powerful a family is or how mm. 
influential a person is is like how talented they are in x y or z it doesn't really matter what x y and z are but like it makes sense that that's where they put a lot of their so the way that i'd kind of imagine this because the dextravaganza is an annual event to increase your family's prestige what i'm thinking is that there is a period of an election that's going to happen at the end of this election period a dextravaganza will happen this is kind of the last ditch effort the last opportunity you as uh as a a member of one of the five ruling families who can kind of promote yourself and the dextravaganza will be broadcast to all of haven everyone watches it so you have this last opportunity before the election to get your name out there and get people to vote for you how does that sound i, I like that yeah I think yeah it's like it's more of a publicity sense than the actual yes. determining yeah no yeah. Event. there will still be a vote yeah i <laughs> i did more imagine it as like how the families jockey for popularity yeah yeah okay yeah. good because okay. i've been thinking about that yeah. yeah i hated the idea of like the best tap dancer becomes the like the the executive right but like if you think about it like people can't become more wealthy like they can't get more like material goods so like the only way they can do it is like well my family is all incredible clarinet players yeah so in a normal year the dextravaganza is a way to increase your celebrityness your prestige your uh, get your family's name on everyone's lips, essentially. Mm-hmm. I... It has an additional power during an election. I have a question. Yeah. Would it be a case where, like, um, people who weren't, like, direct, in the direct descendant line of the main families, would they, like, switch from family to family? Like, would they be like, well... After oh. this year's extravaganza, I'm part of the Star Child like alliance. drag families. Like, yeah, they they recognize good talent and welcome them in. Yeah, I think there. I like that. I think there's flexibility for some people in the yeah. upper decks. Like if you don't have the name Star Child, yeah, then you could like you could win. go yeah. join Nagata or something. Yeah, I'd always thought too that there were people in the upper decks who weren't necessarily named after the five yeah. families, but who yeah. were part of that class. So they have some kind of hereditary connection to a family or another, but they ha- can move around and throw their support in different places. Yeah. Right, and because I imagine, like, marriages would, like, mm. maybe one person from that family, like, it wouldn't necessarily mean that both those people were part of both families, but, like, one would move to the other one, mm-hmm. like, sort of, right? I don't yeah, know. I like that. So you have to convince not only the upper decks, uh, well, you have to convince people of the upper decks, not just your family, to stay on board with you. Mm-hmm. You have to maintain those ties, and you have to convince other people to be on your team. The kicker in this election is that we've already decided that engaging the underdecks is going to become a power move. Now, traditionally, the underdecks just doesn't give a fuck. They don't want to engage. They don't really think that their votes count. So voter turnout is so low that almost no one in the upper decks tries to win their vote. But also say, like, you know, we're talking about elections as if it's an established thing, but we're 81, 80 years after the invasion. So, like, we have had maybe one generation, like, new generation. Like, Angelica and Kat are of the first generation of new children born on the ship. I I think we decided three. It's third. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So So. they're, I think, 
So maybe there there have maybe been two elections before this one. Yeah. So this is a, a moment of instability for Haven. They're still not comfortable mm-hmm. with elections, especially since admirals generally tend to rule for quite some time. Yeah. And like because of the function of it initially, right, just being a starship, is that they would make sure they have a successor. Yeah. At, as they age. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yes, this absolutely. Wasn't the case. <laughs> I, I think an admiral can retire at a certain point when they're old enough, and then they would line up a successor before they retire. So there hasn't been this gap in leadership before. This is new. Yeah. So I want to move on to how Nagata deals with the crisis. Um, the only check on his power as security chief up to this point has been the admiral. He knows he can't act as the admiral. He doesn't try to go that far. But as security chief, he becomes a lot more confident employing his powers across the board. So we talked before about the uh, crackdown and that Nagata has suspicions that the radiation leak had something to do with Alzan's death. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about what happens to the underdecks. After this funeral, and I don't think we need to dwell too long on the state funeral for Alzan. It's poorly attended, it's quiet, it's broadcast to the underdecks, but not many people watch. Mm-hmm. And he's sent out to space with a few kind words. I, I think that there would have been something in the underdecks, like even just like a during the state funeral just like a gathering mm-hmm. because I don't know if maybe Kat would have instigated it but like it's still a death and like the underdeckers have lost many people to like system failures and things like that Okay. so I think even I do think that Kat maybe just like goes around and be like during the state funeral, like, come to the observation deck. Okay, excellent. So let's let's do a scene there. Yeah. In the observation deck. Uh, does Angelica go to this? Probably not. If okay. there's a state funeral happening at the same time, she's yeah. probably at the state funeral. So let's do both the funerals. So the underdecks okay. is observing their own funeral. Um, it's a quiet affair. You don't have anyone official. But I think Sparrow says some words about the loss of life and the need to keep Haven alive until we can return. Mm-hmm. Um, at this funeral, what does Kat do? Um, I imagine, like, she doesn't really do much, Mm. but after, like, Sparrow, uh, says her words, I think Kat, like, really awkwardly goes up to where, like, Sparrow was to, like, say something yeah <laughs> uh go ahead cat um th- thanks thanks for coming everybody um i know we we don't normally do this uh but you know um whether we're in the upper decks or the lower decks um we all lose people sometimes And so I think it's important that we uh, remember that. (laughs) 
May we meet again on the ground. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Cat. Let us all look down. And everyone looks at the little window in the floor for a moment and uh, in silence. It's a really quiet moment. It's quite calm. It's quite nice. state funeral okay and then come back okay um i think angelica is sitting with liza Mm -hmm. near the back of the room um liza is dabbing some tears from her perfect face (laughs) oh it's so sad the poor man all alone liza your capacity to uh evoke tears at will has always impressed me Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite the show. Oh, Angelica, I mean, he was the Admiral, of course, and whatever shall happen now? Of course, pass me one of your kerchiefs. I think I feel a tear coming on. Of course, of course. course. Uh, Liza, we have one week. We have one week until we begin what exactly? Oh, no, we have one week to begin. This period of mourning is a perfect opportunity. Of course. People seek out comfort in these moments of mourning, of of fear and uncertainty. And as we have always been, we shall be there to comfort them, to guide them through their moments Mm. of absolute, it's, it's just, they'll be distraught. And we shall, of course, mention that unity is so important during this period, and who best to bring unity between all the decks? Uh, well, who best but? Who best? And of course it would be so unfortunate for them to, to discover that, or to, to potentially hear rumors of Nagata using this as a moment to vie for power, or even that Nagata did this. Oh, Angelica, you are devious you <laughs> I thank you Liza I mean I learned from the best if you would excuse me I have some uh, stewardly appointments to attend to of course Liza it's always a pleasure stay strong my darling you too someone over there's like shh <laughs> <laughs> it's a funeral <laughs> go back down to the underdecks. Uh, people are sipping their water yep. <laughs> calmly, uh, <laughs> quietly. There's some murmured conversation. Um, Henry is there. Um, Joanna is noticeably absent. Mm-hmm. She's been trying to keep um, on the down low, I guess, since the, since the incident. Um, she's been working fairly hard to try to um, remove suspicions from mm-hmm. a lot of people in the underdecks. Um, Henry has his little grandson with him. Aww. I think we always said Henry was like a bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got his little grandson. Was his grandson the baby that was born? No. Okay. Because <laughs> his, yeah. Uh, oh, that would have no. been a while ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> his grandson is about three. Okay. Uh, the baby, I think 
the other baby I think was born. I mean, I think maybe there's like a baby every year or two years that's allowed. Mm -hmm. So the other baby was a steward baby, Mm -hmm. but Henry is holding his uh, grandson who is like fussing a lot and. Yes. The child who is a cat. <laughs> I what sound do babies make? <laughs> Definitely cat um, sounds. Oh, uh, cat, would you would you hold him for a second? I'm oh, gonna get oh some. Uh, oh. I'm just gonna get some oh, food uh, for him wh- there. Where do I? How holding? How do? Oh, just just here you go. Okay. Henry holds him to you, hands him to you. Uh, uh, he reaches out his little baby hand and like grabs your mask oh no i need that and, like like kind of like pulls on it a bit does he push the button that turns it into like a vocoder yes he does <laughs> <laughs> i can't make that noise with my human mouth oh, God. <laughs> the power of post editing imagine it <laughs> yeah make a sound and then we'll throw it into the edits oh god please put that back <laughs> i need no the other button um, Henry hurries back over as he hears this awful sound. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, cat. Uh, here, let me... He's quite the handful, isn't he? Yes, two yes. hands. Two handfuls. Okay, well, you know, yeah. I guess you you haven't met him before, right? I just thought it'd be nice to bring him out. No, yeah. What's his name? Uh, his name is, um... <laughs> Simon. <laughs> oh, Yes, I've heard you say that we, name before. We also before. call him uh, it's pronounced Simone, but no one uh, oh. no one pronounces it correctly. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, wow. yes, congratulations. Yeah, usually usually my sister takes care of him, but uh, she she wanted to you know take a moment. I guess. Fair. Yeah, just you know, ever since we lost my daughter, it's just. Well, babies are a lot of work, and we have the science as well. Babies and science are two very full-time tasks. Of course, yeah. I hope to be back at it tonight, but uh, we'll drop Simone off with my sister. Well, well, um, yeah, I, I would say you can bring the baby, but it's probably not safe. It's, um, he I did agree. push a bunch of buttons on my mask. I agree, Kat. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna head out, so you you stay safe. You too. Um. And Henry leaves the party. Um, not five minutes after he leaves, the doors open again. And some officers from Haven Security step through the door, followed closely by our dear friend. Um, oh, no. What was his name? Not the slime ball. What oh was no. His name? Sid Sullivan. Sid Sullivan. <laughs> Sullivan. Sid Sullivan. Uh, clipboard in hand, Sid Sullivan strides into the room. Uh this this party uh is uh shut down. Shut down. You're actually uh breaking several new bylaws that have come into effect. Um a silence starts to spread over the crowd. What does Kat do when she sees Sid Sullivan? in the uniform of a security officer. I think when he finishes that speech, she, she like, sidles to the front, and she's like, oh, uh, what bylaws are those? Sid Sullivan? (gasps) Is that that Sid Sullivan? It's him. It's him. Well, 
uh, bylaw number 1024 actually limits all gatherings of uh, underdeckers over five people. So, oh. unfortunately, this crowd will be dispersed. Uh, Cat Partrail, is it? Hey, asshole. Bylaw my ass says no assholes down in the underdecks. One of the security officers steps forward and flicks open a baton. At this point, uh, most people in the underdecks start to notice that they've come armed. All right, all right. Uh, we were just trying to gather for the uh, funeral, but I suppose we aren't supposed to do anything like that. We'll leave. We'll leave, right, everybody? We don't need to be here. Now, uh, while you all happen to be here, and oh, before wait, you hold disperse... on. We're not allowed to, to get, get together, but now you want us to get together? I'm confused. Before uh, you disperse, I'd just like to bring to your attention an announcement on behalf of uh, Nagata, Security Chief Nagata. Um, and it reads as follows, that uh, an active investigation is currently underway into the radiation leak recorded prior to the death of Admiral Alzon. Should anyone have any information on this security breach, or this radiation breach, they are to come forward immediately to Security Chief Alzon or suffer immediate penalties. Furthermore, there is a warrant out for the arrest of the so-called Under Admiral. Should anyone have any information on this Under Admiral, they are to come forward immediately under pain of imprisonment. Anyone who comes forward with any information on this Under Admiral and her associates will be rewarded with uh, one month no lim unlimited supply of oxygen and water. Anyone who is caught aiding and abetting these known criminals will face deportation. You know guys, it's funny because bylaw 104 states that every citizen of Haven gets their required amount of oxygen and water for more than a month. That bylaw has been suspended. Wow. In just the underdecks, though. Sid Sullivan walks towards you. He's a tall man, so I think he gets to look down on you in a very mm -hmm. snooty sort of way. Cat does not back down. <laughs> Would you like to report any instance of a, a known criminal, Miss Partrail? Uh, I think attempted murder is a crime, Sid Sullivan. And you have information on this attempted murder? Yeah, I believe it was a security officer at the time who ordered my uh, disabled brother to be dragged from the room. That was the uh, only way he could survive. You're talking about an inconsequential attempted murder. Oh. Unfortunately, Ms. Partrail. Now. Sorry, there's, there's a guy that walks out of the crowd. He's like, I, actually, I have some information for you, Sid. What's that? I got some very, very useful information about the location of uh, the under-admiral. Go ahead, young man. Uh, here, here it is. And he turns around and he drops his pen. <laughs> <laughs> this hilarious incident <laughs> explodes. Oh no. And becomes a catalyst. Immediately security officers wade into the crowd with their batons and begin to disperse the funeral. Um, the man who dropped his pants is uh, apprehended. A legend. Allegedly A legend. dropped his pants, <laughs> is apprehended, pants around his ankles, 
and pulled towards the door to the room. Everything becomes chaos. Uh, security officers are viciously dispersing the crowd. They're throwing people out of the room. Um, some mm. people sustain some injuries. I think there's a moment where, like, you know, in, like, action movie scenes where, like, there's fighting everywhere around, but somehow Sid Sullivan and Kat are, like, not part of it. And they yeah. have, like, as Kat is about to leave, she has, like, a dramatic, like... You can't survive without a Sid Sullivan. We know where every single one of you live, and you can't live without us. And then she, like, backs off yeah. and takes off. Sid Sullivan pulls out his clipboard and makes some notes. I'd like to see a conversation that Angelica has. I think that you get right into it after the funeral. Mm -hmm. You don't wait. So you're already talking to people in the upper decks. Yeah. And I want to see that conversation. Uh, Yeah, sounds good. I think, so it's a period of mourning. Uh, I don't know where people would spend most of their time. Probably those that are not seeking collective comfort Mm -hmm. in the like shared spaces uh, are probably at home and that's that's the opportune time to canvas to go around and check to make sure everyone's okay yeah and i think maybe there's also like light music drifting down halls as people start preparing for the extravaganza that they know is now coming yes people start putting up decorations for the extravaganza Okay, uh, yeah, I think she walks up to one of the first doors, um, maybe one of the Jujel family. The, the Jujel, of <laughs> course, yes. Uh, Timothy Jujel opens the door. Miss mm, Starchild, is that right? Yes, uh, Timothy Jujel. Do come in. No, oh, thank in. you very much. Can I offer you any uh, oxygen? I, I actually, you know what? I think I'm okay. I, I need a Excellent. clear mind in the next couple weeks. What can I do for uh, an esteemed member of the Star Child clan? Well, Timothy, I actually am here to, a- to ask you what I can do for you. Oh, how, how intriguing. You see, this is a dark time for us all in Haven. And of course. It has been dark now for many months. Of course. All of the problems with the air vents. Yes, yes. All of the, uh, the, the food shortages, the... Yes, the, yes. the scares with the lower decks. Oh, the lower decks are nothing but trouble. I could not agree more. But, Timothy, do you know that without them, we would have none of the things we have, right? Oh, I don't see how. That's That seems, you know, quite like a bit of uh, fear-mongering, Miss, Miss Starchild. The underdecks are, you know, not... Uh, not as essential as, say, for example, a good concerto. I cannot deny that a good concerto does lift the spirits. Absolutely. In fact, we probably could use one in this this week to come. If you could maybe organize your string oh, quartet. It would I would be... love that opportunity. <laughs> I would love to be there for that. But, Timothy, it's... Do you remember the mission that Haven went into the sky with? To preserve humanity, of course. Of course, I'll remember. To preserve the last pieces of humanity. And humanity is a beautifully and messily diverse group of people sometimes. Of course. You know, there are some of us that like woodwinds. Hmm. I know. Hmm. Interesting, (laughs) interesting. So you are saying that the underducks are the woodwinds? Correct. 
And though we may not all agree that woodwinds have an even pleasing sound on the ear, they are a fundamental part of the symphony. Well, you make a, an interesting point, Miss Starchild. I will have to perhaps revisit some of the points that Nagata brought up. Ah, yes, Nagata. Yes, do be wary with what Nagata says. I don't believe that... Well, he is a strong leader, one cannot deny. Yes, but a strong leader with too strong a hand could crush the very thing that is keeping us alive. <laughs> oh, excellent point. Well, there are many things to consider. I shall keep my eye peeled coming up to the Dextravaganza. Thank you, Timothy, and I, I do so hope to hear your string quartet play sometime soon. Of course, you shall hear it during the Dextravaganza. Ah, I look forward to it. Um, so as you leave that meeting, you <laughs> you get Kat's message about what's happening in the underdecks. Um, yeah, I think it says Sid Sullivan's back, new bylaws. <laughs> Help. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Um... Oh my god. You know what she would do? So she calls you. <laughs> I think... I think Kat is, like, really brave when directly, like, confronted to protect people. But I think as soon as it's over, she, like, goes and hides. Like, I think she's really scared of what she just did. <laughs> so she's back in her old apartment. <laughs> would you answer a call, though? In the dark. Uh, I think... If it says it's from you, probably. Okay. Yeah. Cat, what's going on down there? Angelica, it's are, are, you're alone, right? You're not. Yes, I'm in my quarters. Okay. <laughs> no one's like, like making making you call me to find out where I am, right, or anything. No. No, Cat. What is going? What is going on? I've heard nothing Ooh. so far. Uh, we were having like a. We were just all in the observation, and we were just observing the earth because there was the funeral and the death, and we thought it was it would be good to just all meet up and um, mourn, I guess. And then we were just hanging out, and um, Sid Sullivan came in with a bunch of security Sid officers. Sid Sullivan? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he was wearing um, the the officer outfit. He was in charge, that and man. Um, it, yeah, he said we can't gather anymore and that he was going to arrest us. Under what? Uh, some of us. One of us? I forget what he said. Under what, under what laws was he there? Um. This is completely out of... He said there were new ones and he said that we didn't get our oxygen and water what? Um, anymore. We had to give up information for it in return. Cat. Um... I need you to come to the upper decks. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think it's the only thing. It, this is happening without the upper decks' knowledge. They will not know unless one of the underdeckers come up and tells their story. Sid already wants to arrest me. He already. I'm. He's. I saw him writing things down. I. I mean. I. Okay. Listen. I was sassing him. Cat, I won't let that happen. Can't you, like, come here instead? <laughs> no, I think that this is a moment that the Upper Decks need to see what's happening. This is a turning point, Cat. And 
you need to be here to make sure it, it turns in the right direction. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna lock the lab. I'm gonna lock the lab first. You, are, can you get me to the people who need to hear it? Uh, yes, I, I can do that. I'm about to host a rally, and I think that this is the right, this is the right time, Cat. We need to show our unity across the decks. We need to act as one people before Nagata can actually tear us apart. Okay, I'll be there. <laughs>